0: Gail said something about like white claws, and I'm like, "What's wrong with a white claw?" Yeah, man, I Look, love white Claws
1: <laughs> They want to talk about like, you know, when fan fan bases are like, "Yeah, they're a wine and cheese crowd." Like they say this about UNC. They say, this "I about, love wine and cheese." Yeah, dude, have you had wine and cheese?
0: It's delightful. <laughs>
1: like, like somehow only drinking like Bud Heavy can make you a good like respectable football fan, like uh, yeah.
0: or like and, bourbon. Or yeah look i'll drink bourbon too it's fine i but don't like the white I'm claws a man they're tasty yeah. yeah no for sure i'm with you welcome to an acc podcast i'm lauren brownlow and i have to say um we we decided to do this before the game was even played um before the Virginia, Virginia Tech game, well, Virginia Tech, Virginia, I gotta get it right for the nomenclature, was even played. We decided to have uh Caroline Darty on from S <laughs> V Nation from Streaking the Lawn from Virginia. Um her I was gonna say her nauseating Virginia fandom, but that makes it sound like it nauseates me, but it really just <laughs> nauseates you.
1: Yeah, it just makes me sick. <laughs> um it,
0: it, I guess it maybe makes others sick if they don't like Virginia and yeah, um, think that's it's true. like whatever, but but yeah her nausea her virginia fandom that causes her nausea uh we decided to have her on because we figured look she's either gonna be super happy or like super sad and either way it will interest people yeah (laughs) yep and yeah so guys i'm super happy (laughs) y'all that was
1: uh you know look i have to say i think beating your rival is way more fun than losing to them that's, you know, that that's, was my take. That's part. a hot take. Yeah, that was my that's
0: take. That's a hot take. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, the 15 year straight. And I, I was relieved for you that you were at the game, actually, because I remember when you first said you were going, I was like a little nervous for you. Oh, yeah. But I think that this was better because, trust me, like h- watching most of it on TV, almost all of it, uh, I did. I, ha- I was watching the Carolina, Oregon game um, in the Bahamas on the main TV. And when that ended, I switched it. But. I mean, even just like mostly the last three quarters of the game that I saw, it was very heavy into the, uh, hey, guess how long it's been? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Yeah. I did a rewatch yesterday morning. And uh, um, there was, knowing the outcome, it didn't, if I'd been watching it real time on television and it was constantly like, oh, man, it's been 15 years. Here's what's at stake. I would have just been, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'd be more nervous because I'll tell you what, there were a lot of plays that I started them with sitting down my head in my hands type thing
0: <laughs> like yeah, and the just like can't part, watch yeah. yeah
1: so when virginia last won in 2003 um don't bother doing the math y'all it's fine don't worry about it um i was a first year at virginia my sister went with me she was a third year um, and we went to the game together, obviously, Matt Shaw, Heath Miller. When you say these things out loud to people and they realize, like, actually how long in human terms that this has been since Virginia beat Virginia Tech, it's even... Aren't
0: they both yet. out of foot? Well, no, Matt <laughs> no, Shaw's no, still in not. football. He's still
1: hanging out. Um, but yeah, Heath Miller had a long, <laughs> illustrious 11-year career with the Steelers, um, which I will maintain. I will die on this hill of him needing to be a Hall of Famer because... He's just he was just unbelievable for them and not just what he could do catching wise, but also his blocking. But that's neither here nor there. Um yeah, he's had a whole career. <laughs> like a really like Pro Bowl filled, won a couple Super Bowls, um, and retired since then. <laughs> since yeah, the last beat Virginia Tag. And so It's I, been a uh, minute. Yeah, I talked my sister into coming with me. Um and it was the first virginia virginia tech game that she had gone to since 2003 um look at that so she's batting a <laughs> thousand i'm not <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know yeah, a sentence it was something
0: a, else a sentence i can't believe that i'm saying out loud um is that robert and i out bud foster in the second half yeah like, he did. that's a thing that happened yeah um and that was i think probably my biggest surprise honestly like i i didn't think it was out of the question that Virginia could win Um, David Hale, who was my guest on Mm -hmm. the uh, late, late week podcast last week. I don't know if you felt the same way. I actually felt better for Virginia, like hearing him talk about some of the ways that they could potentially hurt them. A hundred percent, you know, and like, he really sold me. I was like, maybe, you know, maybe this is the thing. And it was. And, and I think like, just, I, I think my biggest thing is like, I, I certainly didn't care nearly as much as you who won the game, but like, I, I was happy for you, other Virginia fans, obviously. And I was really happy for Bryce Perkins. Absolutely. uh, I know he made the play last year or, you know, got stripped on the fumble in uh, overtime and that's really hung on him. And to see a guy like overcome that and have a really nice moment and by all accounts, a really good kid at that, like that was really cool to see.
1: And that's, it's, that's one of the things too. Absolutely. And he tweeted last night, um, He, similar in the vein of, this is going to really make the people that don't like Virginia mad, but (laughs) similar in the vein of Kyle Guy after the UMBC game, Kyle Guy kept that picture of him doubled over um, in disappointment on his phone as his background for the whole year until they won the national championship and changed it. Bryce Perkins tweeted last night. There was a series of two pictures of him, of Bronco putting his arm, like meeting Perkins after the game. Perkins is clearly dejected, even though he's walking away. He said he had that picture as the background of his phone or background of his computer or whatever for the entire, since that game ended. Um, and And he had it juxtaposed next to the like fully really emotional hug between bronco and bryce on the field after the game and so like that's the stuff like it has these you know that he's a kid that definitely held that with him he got mocked mercilessly by virginia tech fans online constantly like they'll send him the picture of like dax holyfield i think it was like standing over him or like good job fumbles like all this stuff especially in the week leading up to the game like telling him how he wasn't gonna you know, play well and, like, all this stuff. And and the biggest thing that stood out to me in the game, I think, was the resiliency in the second half. Like, Virginia goes up, yes. you know, goes into the break up by touchdown, right? Tech gets the ball. When it got to 2013, when Virginia Tech took that first lead, um, previous Virginia teams would have folded like a cheap suit, like, just fallen apart completely. And not only did Virginia not do that, they found – Joe Reed for a huge explosive play for like, you know, thir- I think it was almost like a 50-yard re- um, reception.
0: Was that the one where he got hit so hard that I was like, how did he hang on <laughs> that to That was football? like
1: the next pl- or like two plays later, but that was not the same one. But yeah, absolutely. That's the stuff that happened like down the stretch. I know exactly which play you're talking about, but the the life in the stadium was completely sucked out when Tech went up because it looked yeah, like Yeah, because they
0: felt like. Yeah, they yeah. felt that inevitability like 100%. sinking in again for and so sure.
1: Bryce connecting and finding like making that in the way that the play was drawn up and the that play at that moment and it was on first down, it was the they, Virginia hadn't had a first down since like the fr, like first possession of the second quarter or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Like not only could Virginia not score, they just couldn't even get the ball moving whatsoever. And so this play immediately got this the, the crowd back into it and I will say I thought the crowd you know the expectations for a lot of these games have been you know Virginia Tech fans to their credit they buy up a lot of tickets and they show up and they're loud and third down you hear those keys jingling and everyone gets rage and it's just horrible but I will say I think that the Virginia fans showed up and they were loud and that got them right back into it um and really set the tone of how that second half was going to go. And that was the part that really yeah. stood out is like, this team is different. And, and they got big plays from Bryce, obviously, but also Joe Reed and his Dubois. And like, I could spend three hours just with an ode to Brian Delaney and making that 48 yarder.
0: <laughs> and I, I, I thought it was a mistake. I really did. Yeah. Like, I, I tweeted it. I was like, I don't think you should do this because I thought I, I, I didn't. A I didn't think he would make it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whoops. I mean,
1: I looked and then, up and again, head and hands because I looked up and was like, I just remember thinking, seeing where they were on the field, and I go,
0: "That's so far!" <laughs> like, right, and then like, so if he misses it and mm-hmm. you're tied, and then I'm like, "Oh, Bronco, a minute and a no, half no, 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 on the no, clock!"
1: No. Like, talk about, and that's the thing too with the kicking game has been something that for a while, basically since Connor Hughes to really beat yeah. myself has been a little bit of an issue for Virginia um including the last year when they switched to Delaney that was the right choice and he's done really well and he's embraced that and worked really hard but they had issues under Mendenhall like finding the right guys and when they did that turnover from London like special teams was something that was a real mess And, and huge credit to um coach Brumfield and like the staff that they've had to help with the special teams in this game, they actually got outperformed. I thought in especially returns, I'll say tech had some really nice returns that they set up good field position with, but
0: yeah, that was an area that I thought that that I think David Hale, David Hale thought that y'all could win. And uh, their,
1: their place kicker, you know, the guy when they kept it out of Joe Reed's hands, except one time, I think. So they did a really good job of that, like on tech's part. Um, but they, they had some really, really good, like, you know, punt returns and stuff for field position. But, um, That was a design play basically to say like, all right, Brian, we trust you. We're going to get you into what we think is field goal range for you. And it's up to you. Um, and again, this is a kid that missed the, the extra point on the first touchdown of the game, first and drive they, of the and, game. And,
0: and as I'm sure you saw in the rewatch, like they even when it no longer mattered, in my opinion. Oh, they kept um, talking they, about it, right? <laughs> and you're point. like, dude,
1: yeah, it was aggressive. Like how much they talked about, it. I was like, let
0: him go. Like he he just kind of hooked it. Um, I was like, it's tied now. It's over. Yeah, like, it's fine.
1: <laughs> but and that was the thing. Like and. I don't know. Maybe in the fifteen years prior, like Virginia doesn't make that. But th- then you you factor in not only th- we talked about this before I, in various you know texts or whatever. But my question was going to be curious about Hendon Hooker. How does he perform one behind the sticks if Virginia can set him up to have to play in like long passing downs, and two, how does he perform from behind, like or when? Virginia knows he has to pass the ball, right? So there weren't actually a ton of – well, that's not true. There were actually a few third and longs because the Virginia defense got to him six times, three of which came on the final drive. But knowing the – I liked the way that the defense decided to play on that last possession for Oh, Tech I did too. Because yeah, they yeah, were they, like
0: – They went at it. They didn't yeah. go <laughs> like,
1: They were like, you are going to have to make throws. You have a minute to go 90 yards, like – or actually not even, it was still just a three-point game, which when I think about that, like it was, the game was nuts. It was crazy. It's actually like a really great game, the way that it all no, played No, I, out. I yeah. thought
0: there was too much time. Like I was like, <laughs> oh my God.
1: But you have it yeah. like, they got to him so quick. And on the second downplay, I tweeted something about this, but like in the rewatch, that poor left tackle, he really made a business decision because he had to decide between Zane Zandir Blocking Zane Zandier or blocking Matt Gam, and honestly, I think he made the right choice. Like you go, you block the guy that has kill written on his face and eye black. Like that seems like <laughs> a good plan. But Matt Gam went untouched to Hendon Hooker, um, and that set up the the really deep, long third down that set him up in the end zone. Um, so to end it on a you know strip sack touchdown, especially the way like the game last year played out. Um, and then also with Eli Hamback, a kid that's played every single game in Mendenhall's tenure, to recover that for the win was kind of like a nice poetic moment. And I will yeah. shout out to Analytics Guys for Virginia for in the stadium, the confusion over the kneeling on the two point play was. There was just so much pandemonium. Everyone's like screaming because they're like, "This is it! They've done it!" And then everyone's like, "Why are they kicking a field? What did they just kneel? What's happening?" Like, but when you look at it, like taking out the opportunity for Beamer Ball to really come back up and bite oh, for you. sure, <laughs> like um, yeah, so yeah, what a game, man!
0: Yeah, and and from the Virginia Tech perspective, um, like Hindenhooker this time has the fumble, but like he's he's the reason, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, know, he's uh, uh, you know Ryan Willis starting that game. I think we all know at least. I think it would have ended differently, and and the reason their season was even in this position to get to the to win the Coastal at all was because of him. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, he's I, he's a really strong player, and I think like you could see the touch that he had on that deep touchdown pass. Um, and they had, and that's the thing is like, I think that the team that you saw the last bit of the season was way more the team that they are or are going to be than the one that you saw that got beat down by Duke. Um, they have some talent, like those wide receivers are extremely talented. They obviously play a physical defense um, and they return just about everybody. So I, yeah, I think,
0: I- yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of the angst. Um, I, I understand. Like, the first half game plan, you know, knowing Virginia's down, however many DBs they're down, I, if you want to have questions about that, I understand. Or the um, three I get rushes
1: it. when you get it down inside, like, the 10-yard line and they ran right. three horrible plays and settled for a field goal. In the stands, yeah, like think, we were like, what was that? And we'll take it, but what was...
0: I, I think, like, I, I, so I understand, um, but... I also think like maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle as with most things. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I know that you've, they, he's got a really important hire to make to replace Bud Foster. I, I would hope that he knows enough by now to involve Bud in that. And, and, you know, like see, you know, Bud's going to be around Virginia Tech plenty. So to see what's, you know, see what Bud thinks, see who Bud thinks would best carry out his vision or whatever. And, um, I get that it's sort of a transitional time and there's reason to be dubious about Justin Fuente. But I think for the most part, like you said, I think the, sh- the team we saw down the stretch is the team um, that you could expect to see next year more consistently. But I, I think you've at least got to give him another-, another year or so to see how these things sort of unfold and who he gets in there and everything else.
1: Yeah, um, I'm team like, look, I understand when, you know, I've seen some people talk, I understand how bad the FIU loss was for Miami, right? Firing Manny Diaz right now would not... I'm in the team, like, you can't just fire people every two years. Like, I'm not even sure that I... I Again, understand why Florida State did what they did. But when you inherit a mess, and I'm not saying that Fuente inherited a mess, but getting in and, like, getting figured out with what you're trying to do and getting your pieces together, like... I, I don't like the constant. People always talk about, like, oh, well, you know, Kay would have been fired after, before he even got good. And I think there's some football examples of that stuff too. So I understand the frustration. Like, I understand why NC State fans are extraordinarily frustrated. And, but I don't understand necessarily why BC fired Adazio. Like, well, I, I yeah, just, that, that happened pole. last night. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's worse than the, you know i'm gonna blame millennials like but like worse than the everyone's online and can tell you their opinion age where people think that it's not because that's i have to remind myself sometimes that like Something that's pervasive on Twitter doesn't necessarily mean it's pervasive in the feelings of the fan base. <laughs>
0: like. Yeah, I, I think, well, and that'll get us into it. We're going to try to breeze through football as much as we can because um, we'll talk to him, ACC Big Ten Challenge too. Uh, but yeah, Steve Adazio gets let go. I was a little surprised. I kind of thought that that win would save his job. Um, but I think, especially in a fan base like that, my best guess is that you can't let apathy set in and the records aside. And I think we can look back and see, I think seven has been their most that they've gotten under Adazio. I think that's right. And yeah. um, like, I think you're right. Like, se- like seven and five is nothing to sneeze at. And there've been some, I guess, like some mitigating factors and then some some other factors as well, like in terms of Adazio's tenure, like quarterback injuries. But then you look at like some of the teams they lost to even with their quarterback and the way some of these (laughs) games played out. And I think like the other part of it, too, and and this is sort of the movement in college football as well. Like if you have a defensive minded coach and your offense, um, your offense isn't all that great um, year after year, that's where I think you know yeah. that's where apathy starts to set in too at least if you're putting up a bunch of points and give yourself a chance um it's a little easier to stomach but when it's not like that and when your offense isn't good i think that that starts to take its toll um,
1: yeah i always look at it like you have to you just have to decide what's realistic for your fan base or you better have a plan who you're going to get that's going to get better than what you had you know like Adazio. i think it was 6 out of 7 years he went to bowl games and people like everyone goes to bowl games, but like whether or not that that's the measure of where we're at. Right. Like playing in, (laughs) I don't know. I feel bad. Like Clemson throws everything off. Right. They're just such a well-oiled machine right now. Like right now that I don't see for the near future, the way things are set up in the Atlantic, who's going to actually compete against Clemson for the Atlantic division title. That might no. be like super pessimistic. And I actually, I really like Satterfield. I think that Louisville is the type of school that can get the athletes and the players that can really get them to be a, a good team. But that's just a, that's like the death star that you're playing. Like, I mean, Virginia has to play them on Saturday. Get, sorry, gets to play them on Saturday. <laughs> like, oh, well. And you look at the numbers and you're just kind of like the things that, teams are they just seem to have an answer for everything and you look at like this depleted secondary that I thought for Virginia played really well against Virginia Tech and and has you know the offensive line has improved dramatically over the course of the season they're gonna play like an NFL caliber defensive line on Saturday like please just don't hurt Bryce like let him at (laughs) least be like like Isaiah Simmons like if you spy him or something like please like just Can we make this one two hand? Like, I'm joking, obviously, but like, I I look at it and it's, you know, Virginia's gonna go out there. I have faith that, you know, the coaching staff will do something creative and have a plan. And, but the line's 28 in a championship game. Like, so that's what I'm looking at. Like, if you're BC, do you have an idea of what you're gonna do? yeah
0: I mean it it, yeah it's interesting for sure I think there was talk about like I I saw a report about like the Ohio State linebackers coach with Don Brown coming in as defensive coordinator which he was there before at BC it it makes some sense and but you better have somebody in there who knows how to run the offense because I think that's yeah probably a big issue that led to to Adazio getting let go in the first place so um,
1: who's gonna take Venables (laughs) i was (laughs) kidding
0: oh man Jesus. Uh, and p.s he did he wasn't a nominee for the Broyles award which would initially when i saw that i was like how but then i i was informed that you actually like i think it's a three-year window if Oh, won okay so yet. i saw
1: that person reply and i was like wait if you win it once you can never win
0: it again this is crazy, That's crazy to me because to me i think you could argue this is brent venable's best job as defensive coordinator like it's the best year he's had um because they lost so much um last year and and it's you know you could make the case I know the competition maybe isn't quite as good but you could make the case that this defense is better um than last year's which is insane yeah Um, so I think this is his best job honestly um but yeah so that gets us to NC State to uh NC State oh boy oh boy uh well they had a halftime lead um because, in my opinion, at least in part because Carolina decided not to bring their rain cleats. Um, <laughs>
1: that's a bullshit. Mac,
0: Mac Brown's been letting uh, the players make a lot of decisions in terms of some of the aesthetic stuff, like uniforms and stuff like that. Because, like, who cares? That, yeah, I, I love it. But, honestly. like, maybe that's one where you step in and go, okay, guys, it's raining a lot. And the forecast is for like a ton of rain Throughout this game Maybe we bring the rain cleats yeah, I don't know But they don't look as cool, Lauren <laughs> no. I guess I, Well, they didn't look so cool Like slip sliding around Like literally some of the lost Like the lost yardage plays That Carolina had the first half Where like they fell Yeah And then like even some missed tackles They just like slipped and fell <laughs>
1: Like I wonder if it was I, like Mac Brown's like Okay, we're going to try and make this A little bit more of a fair fight <laughs> Let's leave I mean, the rain cleats at home <laughs>
0: And we'll see if we can still know. do it. No,
1: I'm just kidding. Obviously that was a big game for UNC and um NC State has pretty much owned that. I mean not owned. It's a you know in the short window, I think it's what, nine out of the last thirteen that states won. It's nine
0: out of twelve, but like I think it's I think it's like four out of the it's like six four out of, out of six the last ten in yeah, and yeah, three in of, a row.
1: Yeah. And so like this was uh, we missed out on the bowl bowl. Um and I think a lot of people would have been su- were surprised at that halftime score my poor mom <laughs> was like hey we hung in there for a little bit um I don't know what's happening at halftime for yeah
0: the, that's the thing. Like you touched on, like you know, Dave Dorn's not going anywhere for one. Yeah. So like, let's get that out of the way. They fired Dave Huxtable this morning. We we started recording this a little <laughs> late, actually, for that reason, because I had to write that up real quick. Um, I was surprised it happened that quickly, but it has to, and they they'll have to do something with their offensive coordinators as well. I don't know if that's just making one of them the offensive coordinator. I don't know. Uh, if it's hiring a new one, I don't know what, but something's going to happen. And I'm sure that was sort of mandated to Dave. It was the perfect storm for them this season. Like just the per- everything that could go wrong that would make things bad went wrong um yeah. and but but again even that aside like i mean they lost so much from last year too and if you're not clemson or alabama you're not just reloading but like yeah, absolutely but, but but when you do look at the third quarter stuff and you see how badly they would get outscored in the third quarter like i understand and i think like they scored on their opening drive against carolina and it was like the first time they'd scored on their opening drive in like two months Yeah. like that's also bad like you know yeah. so if you're not coming out ready to go uh In the first quarter or in the third, that's certainly a reason to be annoyed. And absolutely, nothing. Absolutely, nothing
1: will piss me off more than like this inability or or lack of ability or refusal to make adjustments. When it feel that's when you feel like that's when I feel people have the actual ability to say like okay, you're getting out coached, you're getting out, you're like, you're not prepared, like, absolutely to consistently be that. And that's one of the things that I, I enjoyed about early season and the way that Virginia's played out this year is the fact that like, I felt like they were making outstanding halftime adjustments and and seeing like, you know, you've watched see, halftime adjustments are extremely important as a coach, right? You've seen what they're doing. <laughs> like You have a chance to talk to your team and you fix things. And NC State has done the exact opposite of that. They're like, what were we doing that worked? Stop doing that. And let's and do everything that stinks and let them score a million points on us in this quarter. The,
0: the other thing is Carolina's been awful in the third. So, like, you're <laughs> yeah, they also save go-
1: everything for the fourth. Like, it's like Sam Howell's yeah. like, uh, not
0: yet, not yet. And the clock
1: ticks over. and He's like, let's go.
0: Like- <laughs> they had 61 third quarter points in 11 games and they had 28 in this one. Oh, like that's that's real bad. And so I understand. Yeah. But, um yeah, so Stevens, I hear
1: you. Like I get it. I 100% get it. I don't like you're not there yet. This is a year where I don't think it's been consistently an issue like with NC State. You know, like you said, like if you lose a <laughs> Like NFL quarterback, like NFL are offensive
0: like, linemen, yeah. NFL wide receivers, like you yeah. as your offensive coordinator. Like and then on top the of lot. that,
1: every single person gets hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, it's not even so much the injury. It's like not the amount of injuries as much, and especially defensively. It's like where they happened. And so it's just, like I said, it was just a perfect storm of bad yeah. Um, but it's a big year for them next year for sure. And then Carolina gets to a bowl that was big for them because they have a ton coming back too. Like yeah. I don't know who's going to be a heavier favorite. Like I'm sure Carolina and Virginia Tech will both be like, you know, yeah, get a lot of buzz for Coastal. Sam and it will be interesting.
1: Probably just go to the NFL for you know he's a trustworthy state. <laughs> he should probably just. Go he's going to be a nightmare.
0: Um. And and that's the, like, the weird thing is his stats were crazy, but like, I didn't think he played, like he made a couple throws that you're like, holy crap. But like, I didn't think he played that great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he still piled up like 400 yards and whatever. And he has like the third most touchdowns in an ACC season. So there's that. And then the pick he threw, I thought was pretty bad, but like, other than that, he, you know, he did fine. I just didn't think he was like amazing. They just, ra- you know, they stuck with the run. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, you talk about adjustments like Carolina and, Carolina fans were all like, "Why are we running the ball?" and I'm like, well they I knew what they were doing actually, and I was impressed that they were doing it because like yeah. they they knew they would wear them down because they don't have a lot of depth and that's exactly yeah. what happened so um anyway, yeah, that gets us to um I don't know if there's really much else football to talk about except for the Auburn hedge ladies um not <laughs> as, not as gonna kill us for this <laughs>
1: they were my favorite I, I thought this weekend in general of football this rivalry weekend I thought was really fun like granted. This is the first time in fifteen years that this weekend has been remotely fun for Virginia fans. <laughs> but,
0: but like, you still would have had the Auburn hedge ladies. Yeah, and that like, would have definitely lifted some, your spirits. Yeah, yeah, some
1: really good games. You know, like the Minnesota Wisconsin game was played in a snow globe. Like you had like innumerable um, yeah angry Saban memes. Like
0: it was it just was like so a really good.
1: great content. And like you know, this is me speaking for my. I have to tweet things you know for work side a little bit but the content was great like but also like the games like the iron bowl was fantastic and then after an outstanding game they cap it off with two lovely ladies just taking a little jump in the bushes yeah purple context
0: in case you didn't see this um these two um blonde southern uh looks to be middle-aged women um, were trying to rush the field, and um, you know, as hedges do, it was a little bit of a of a blockade for one of the ladies, and she ended up on her back a little bit, and I I think like this is the like we went to the trampoline park with Alex not that long ago, and. <laughs> Um, he wanted to go into the foam pit and I legit, like I was with oh, Eric, yeah. but like I legit was like, I am stuck in here. <laughs> I like, live here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know that I can get out of here. And that was like what that lady looked like in the bush. And I, I do, I want to know everything about, her. I know yeah. Nicole Auerbach from the athletic who writes a lot of these kind of kooky college football pieces. Like she found the girl who was knitting at the kit. Ca- She's on the case. Like I know she is, um, trying to figure out all about these women. Um, but, like, they're just such southern, quintessential southern, like, tailgate ladies, and I love them. Like, I want to know everything about them. Oh yeah, I want to be their best friends. Like, I just, you know, I, I, I think I wrote, too, like, I'm sure they have, like, they bring casseroles to the tailgate with, like, in, like, monogrammed warming bags. Like, oh, that's yeah. who that these women are.
1: is fantastic. Like, they have, you know, the matching tablecloths that have the clips to hold them on because they're not amateur stuff. And, like, yes. the most incredible I- spread of alcohol... And they'll make you anything that you want.
0: And yes. And their warming bags are Vera Bradley.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, I just want to be best friends with them and hang out with them and just like have a glass of white wine and talk about like what it was like getting out of the bushes on national television. Like
0: They I yes, it was extremely like relatable content for me because I was like, that's me. That would be me. That's why I live in fear of like getting memed. Yes. Because like that would that would 100% be me. It would be a Duke basketball game with like someone (laughs) crashing into me or like a ball hitting me in the face. Um, but yeah, that's like I love them so much, and yeah, they they totally give you extra. Alco- They're like giving the underage kids their tailgate alcohol
1: <laughs> with like a wink, like
0: Oink. yeah, like don't tell your mom. <laughs> like I want, I just want to know everything about them. Um, yes. <laughs> I think that, I feel like one of them also teaches at Sunday school. Um. <laughs> I have so many. Yeah, we could. I mean, I could go on all day. But again, I know Nada will kill us um, <laughs> if we do. But I, what, once more information comes out about these lovely ladies, I, I, I want to revisit because yes, I could literally do an entire podcast episode about like who I think they are um, <laughs> I and love how it. much I love them. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, that's not not much else from football. Um, Syracuse pulls off an uh,
1: overtime. Oh, that game, you I win. felt like that game went on for six hours
0: it did um, it did no, and and I, I mean I was seeing Frozen too. Actually, uh, oh, nice. I need to go. Yeah, and all of a sudden I see my phone blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? And yeah, it was because people were like, did you see the Wake game? And I'm like, no, no, I'm trying um, to have a life. <laughs> but yeah, poor Kendall Hinton. And I, I did. It did warm my heart to see people sort of tweeting at him, Wake fans, and saying like, hey, you know, we love you, we appreciate yeah. you. Don't don't pick your head up. You know, Twitter's usually a cesspool, but I thought that was wonderful.
1: Yeah, um, and that's in that game, you know, Wake is another team that I think just injuries kept them yeah. from. And they're, they still had, a, I thought, a great season. And Dave Kloss such a good coach. And they've gotten so many great players I think are so easy to root for, like Jamie Newman and um, Surratt. I'm, I, all I can think now is Chaz, but <laughs> Sage. <laughs> Sage, Sage. There we go. I even I think that rolls off the tongue. Anyway,
0: I hope he still makes all ACC in spite of. Yeah. That. And you I know, think like, he will.
1: Just injuries that they had. and everyone. I understand. I understand this, folks. Everyone has injuries, like Virginia. Yeah, but Wake especially, deleted, and like NC State wake especially dealt with as their a
0: program, like especially yes. as a program for like Wake, like you can't. Yeah. And especially because they withstand.
1: were cruising, like they were, they were playing so well, and like not that again, not that I think anyone was gonna. Take out the maybe Death Star is not the right an- right analogy because you know like that would imply that a team could take them out with one well shot like plasma beam but <laughs> right. I can nerd out later Um but the, you know like the way that they were playing and and that was just a tough finish because I I think as much as people like to bash the coastal I think. That state was probably the worst ACC team this year. Again, I understand injuries, all that
0: stuff. Um, Syracuse and, wasn't far off. and
1: I think Syracuse wasn't far off and you know, Georgia Tech's like Georgia hey, don't Techs right about there. Us. like you know they're in the battle and and I, hey, it was the coastal
0: finished ahead of uh, the Atlantic and the s p. They sure uh, did They just, sure did Just putting that out there Look I've said this A million <laughs> times And I'll say it again Like here's the thing I've always said About the Coastal Because I do believe This to be true There are a lot of Middling teams in the Coastal But that's also Kind of the point yeah. Like there are it, it The way things tend To shake out in the Atlantic I feel like there are there are teams at the bottom and teams at the top, and there have been te- there have yeah. been years where I think it's not like this, and there is more depth there. Like when when Louisville had Lamar Jackson and FSU was still pretty good. Sure. Yeah, you, you're you're right, and of course it's harder to win the Atlantic because Clemson's in it, so you're yeah. not winning it. 100%. So we all understand that, but I mean, I think to act like. To act like your team would do way better in the other division, I think, is is a little foolish, especially when your team isn't exactly dominating anybody else.
1: Right. And that's the thing that gets annoying. And this is also, you know, I think Packer and Durham have talked about this on the ECC network, but um, it's the frustration with, like, I don't know. I'm not in the okay. Sure, I 100 percent support Dabo with the "woe is me" like no one respects us thing. I get that that works for his team. Like I think he's that's a say, motivational. He's, he's thing.
0: Yeah, it's a motivational yeah. thing.
1: And but I also think, and to some small extent, he has a point because you know Carolina beat South Carolina, Virginia blanked South Carolina last year, year. Like twenty eight yeah. nothing. You know, like, and if Clemson had lost to Carolina, do any of us actually think they would have stayed in the top four? Absolutely not. Is it some point kind of fair that Georgia stays in because they do have these games against like other top 10 teams? Sure. But to act like Clemson hasn't just been destroying everybody regardless of what you think the skill level is is another discussion, but
0: there and and the thing is like nothing broke Clemson's way this weekend except for their own game. But th- at the same time, they weren't going anywhere. They weren't moving yeah. up. They're not moving down. No, they're where they're at. Not. Yeah, they they just have to worry about not moving to four. But and I don't think that they will. Like I don't th- if Georgia, for instance, like if Georgia wins, there's no way Georgia uh, no we'll passes leap. them yeah. after and Utah yeah. is
1: not going. to I think it's basically going to be set in that one two three, unless like. <laughs> Helps like does Virginia Virginia Tech winning?
0: Yeah, does Virginia Tech winning help them a little more? I mean, maybe, but I think either way, like whoever was going to play them in the coastal would probably be out of the top 25 by the time the final rankings come out. So it's whatever. I'm that's
1: one of the things I am curious about what they're going to do. So, like, say Virginia loses by 21 or 28 points, like what the spread is. Like, does Virginia stay number 20? Because, like, congratulations, you. Lost exactly how people expected you to to the
0: numbers. Yeah. so it probably then, just depends. Yeah, it depends on what everybody else yeah. does. I think. But the other um, part
1: that kills me is like,
0: dude. I speaking of like the fringe top twenty five teams, though. Like, I was so happy to rank. I ranked uh, multiple service academies. Yeah, week, Navy and, and Air Force. Happy. Happy. Yes. hanging in there. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I was so happy to do that. Like, I was like, yay! I love ranking service academies yeah. when they when they deserve it, of course. Sure. But like, they do. So yeah, um, it's just
1: when when the good. Coastal teams or the good ACC teams aren't Florida State, Miami, and Virginia Tech. Everyone just assumes that everyone sucks, which is annoying. Like, sorry, when, yeah. the ones that aren't Clemson. Like when it was Virginia and
0: and Wake you can Forest blame Mi- and, you can blame Miami in part for this, like hundred percent. And it's just Miami like- has has Miami was so bad this year that I think that that skewed some things too. Honestly, um,
1: that was one of the things I talked about before this Virginia Virginia Tech game. Is that everyone was talking about Virginia Tech. As if Virginia was limping into this game, that they were on like this skid. Well, I mean, like, Virginia is like, a pretty has been a pretty good right. football team all year. Virgi- they lost Virginia's
0: yeah, Virginia's games. offense, Virginia's offense had turned a, the corner yeah, and absolutely. was really good. Yeah, um, the defense though was kind of limping in, so I think the that was, the, was least, a little bit <laughs> that bye that was week, my but. concern. Yeah, <laughs> <like> <laughs> <me> that was. <too. laughs>
1: but again, like I, sh- you know, the, the the coaching staff did show that with you know that bye week before the Liberty game. Um, and two weeks to prepare for Virginia Tech, um, that the, I thought the secondary they they coached them well to to be in a position to to put them in a position to win the game, and I think that's what they needed to do. Um, yeah. But when you have that linebacking core, Noah Taylor was fantastic. Anyway, side note, um, yeah,
0: he he really was. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that, the season's
1: almost over. That's the
0: <laughs> I know. Um, I guess before we get to the ACC, how many white claws did you consume after the game? <laughs>
1: um i think i had only like three before the game but then there was also like a something called a french toast shot which don't it was tasty and just tastes like butterscotch and and vanilla and yeah recommend it's pretty tasty
0: interesting yeah all right was nice <laughs> Um, no, because I, I, w- I was funny to me. One thing I saw like Virginia Tech, some Virginia Tech people like making fun of like, I think it was James Gale, Gale said something about like White Claws. And I'm like, what's wrong with a White Claw? Yeah, man. I love Look. White Claw.
1: <laughs> they want to talk about like, you know, when fan fan bases are like, yeah, they're a wine and cheese crowd. Like they say this about UNC. They say this I about, love wine and cheese. Yeah, dude. Have you had
0: wine and cheese? It's delightful. <laughs> like,
1: like somehow only drinking like Bud Heavy can make you a good, like respectable football fan. like yeah, yeah.
0: Or like mm-hmm. bourbon. Or yeah look i'll know. drink bourbon too it's fine i but don't I knock can't. the white I'm claws man play. they're tasty yeah. yeah no for sure i'm with you <laughs> all right well that nothing gets us into uh B- acc big 10 more than alcohol talk um <laughs> acc big 10 challenge of basketball i mean look i'm i'm still not fully in basketball mode just admittedly i'm not um but uh it wants to start on a monday now so we have to start talking about it uh god this monday is gross oh uh so kicking us off, so to speak. <laughs> I'd actually <laughs> yeah, rather see on game. this Monday. <laughs> I'd rather see this game in football, by the way. Uh Miami at Illinois. Um Okay. Miami is four and three and not very good, as we all knew would be the case. Uh Illinois, I guess, is fine. Um Sure. Uh they're something in one, I believe. Yeah. Six six and one, and one yeah. Uh, but they, they just coming off a big win over D2 Lindenwood. <laughs> My God. Yeah. They, they literally have not beaten anybody And the one team that they did play Arizona, um, crushed them 90 to 69. My God, not nice. Um, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. Clemson <laughs> though. We don't trust to do anything good or Miami. We don't trust to do anything good though. So, I mean, that is what it is. Miami yeah, my, too, to be fair to Miami, they don't have a bad loss. Like they don't, but right. still.
1: And um, I, I will always, you know, anything that Chris likes is involved in is probably going to be like on some level remotely interesting just because he's delightful. And DJ Vasilovich has actually been like
0: the Dad bad three pointer. I yeah, love that.
1: which like I don't know if necessarily having DJ Vasilovich be like, your guy that's, is no, that's not good. The sign no, of good. you know, but this will be... Yeah, they really ease you in on this Monday.
0: <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so, okay, that's probably an L. I'm not going to keep track of the wins and the wins and losses here, but that's probably an L. I for actually AC think team. Miami's
1: going to win. Really?
0: Yeah, I don't know why.
1: I just think this is one of those that will shape up to be like a close game that, like, this... I don't know. I just feel... Because I'm... Like I said, I, I Miami hasn't done anything particularly impressive, um, but they also haven't, like, really done anything that i was like getting blown out by um Louisville to start the season is something a lot of teams are going to do um or not to start the season obviously but a lot of teams are going to get blown out by Louisville um so i'm just kind of curious i don't know i mean they do have like 40 spots on them. <laughs> you know illinois does but i just have a weird feeling about this one
0: all right well then let's go the other one we got oh god gross um clemson at minnesota oh oh that's a no for me uh oh because i love myself too much Um, i'm gonna watch both of these oh my god i might watch i yeah i'm lying that i love myself i watch the whole panthers redskins game um so i don't oh little richard patino that team's not great yeah, um, this three is and four a battle of, the of year.
1: 70 versus 77 in Kempong. But
0: like, be honest, and maybe this is my Clemson uh, dislike talking, Clemson basketball dislike specifically. Um, we don't trust Clemson to do anything good, do we? Like, no. really? No, Not of really. course we don't. Clemson, they, uh, I mean, they got a nice win. Two.
1: Yeah, they had a nice win. They lost to Virginia Tech. Okay, fine. They lost Which col- yeah. turning out to be a much better team. Than, that's a whole other podcast is like, is Mike Young actually a wizard? Mike Um, Young is
0: a wizard. I can attest to this. (laughs) Having seen it in person before even this year, he is a wizard.
1: So, you know, they lost by seven to Virginia Tech, like the first game. And it was it was much it was closer than that. That seven points, if I remember correctly, was actually because of free throws at the end, not because like Clemson wasn't within, you know, tying it or whatever. Um, they got a nice win over TCU, their top 50, Ken Palm. And then they lost by four to Colorado in a really... Yeah, that's like, a
0: ranked team. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: a ranked team. So I- I'm curious to see. I really like um, Amir Sims. I'm like super huge team Amir Sims. Yeah. Um, So I I I don't know why, but I just like love him. Even though he is actually, you know, it's not his fault. It wasn't on purpose, but he's the one that broke DeAndre's wrist. So maybe in like some weird way, Virginia fans are like, "It's
0: all we got the championship because of Amir Sims." I just Um, think Clemson basketball is always always looks gross. But to be to be fair to Brad Brownell, who is a nice person, um, yes. (laughs) uh, To be fair to him, like they lost a ton, and I'm 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 honestly mildly impressed that they even are where they are right now. So absolutely, and that's Um, they were definitely more. I look at that
1: roster and I'm like,
0: who? Who are you? Oh, li- like, I'm, I'm going. I'm going through their bench warmers. Yeah, literally, I could name John Newman and Amir Sims, and those was the only people I knew on that roster. But I'm going through the bottom, and they have someone yeah. named Will, Wells Hogue and O'Neill McBride.
1: Yeah, those, I'm kind like of surprised Wells Hogue isn't playing like lacrosse at Hopkins. You know what I mean? Like totally. <laughs> like what are you Wells doing, Hogue. Alex amazing. Hemenway? Um, yeah, so yeah. I th- that one could be interesting question mark i don't know um, both of these you use two.
0: that word a little loosely i think I but this is <laughs> yeah. again this is my my dislike of the way clemson plays offense which is deciding not to so
1: yeah um you don't talk about boring it's clemson's well, offense
0: yes thank you exactly yes <laughs> you know i i am on this hill with you yes. um all right tuesday and we'll okay northwestern at bc um, no thank you
1: oh. <laughs> you know what? i will watch that because northwestern has a grad transfer using his fifth year of eligibility to play basketball like Toraton number one player in the country, former lacrosse player from Loyola on their team. Oh interesting. Uh yeah, Northwestern just lost
0: Northwestern just lost to Pitt by double digits. Um so <laughs> I would think Boston College should win this game, but Boston College is lower than them in Ken Palm. So who Boston knows?
1: College lost to DePaul. Ooh.
0: And St. Louis, who is way lower in DePaul oh, my God. coached
1: by Dave Leto, for those of you keeping track at home.
0: Oof. Not good. Um, so, yeah, this is a battle of gross. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's not worth watching, like you said. Um, then 7 o'clock, Iowa at Syracuse. Speaking of gross. Oof. <laughs> no, thank you. Syracuse. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Man, they, really, they really leaned into, like, a couple of the matchups, and then the rest, they were, like, throwing darts at a board – I don't know, there's some
0: I mean again, Syracuse doesn't have like a bad loss, but like we've seen them this year aesthetically, actually, yeah. they're shooting not terribly surprisingly they're um, shooting much better yeah thirty three percent from three uh fifty two percent from two like not horrible but when when they lose, man, woof, it's not great um no. and Iowa Iowa's like the same team you're in, and you're out pretty much they have um, identical players. Yes. Yeah. The guys and just they're, they're, they just
1: bring in the same guys every. I don't know. They're
0: the opposite of Iowa football in that like their defense is always suspect and their offense is always really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that
1: one actually could be kind of fun because I was usually a pretty good three point shooting team and obviously when you play the zone, um, you're kind of like okay, got to shoot it over us. Um. So you know they're making yeah. almost thirty six percent of their threes. Um. Yeah, so although that's, season, yeah.
0: Syracuse contests a, a little more than a, like some zone teams do yeah, with their length. But I don't know if they have some of those types of players that they've had in years past, like those long wing type guys that can really make it difficult for you. So um, Iowa
1: also lost to DePaul.
0: Look at that. Hey, well, look at that. DePaul out there getting big wins. Look at you, Dave Lato. Let's go. ACC coach of the year. That, <laughs> that happened. happened. That did. <laughs> Oh God. All right. (laughs) 730. Now we're talking. Yes. I'm super pumped for this one. Michigan went from unranked for me to, I think I put them at four this week, which is insane, but like they just were super dominant in the Bahamas. I mean, I actually was head scratching with the way Carolina played and we'll get to them. You know, we get to Wednesday. I was like, wow, they look pretty bad. But then when Michigan did essentially the same thing to Gonzaga the next night, I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That's, You know, that's that's just Michigan being really good. And Michigan didn't have a great win really coming into that event. But those are as good as it gets. They're undefeated. Louisville also undefeated. Uh, I slid Louisville into number one in my poll. Yeah, Um, you could realistically
1: see uh, what would that be? Fourth, number one lose this season. Sure, Um, absolutely. By December 3rd, whatever it is, Um, because I think this will be a great one. Um, I just think this will be I'm really, really, really looking forward to this team. Uh, to this game, like Michigan is shooting forty two percent from three. They're hitting sixty percent of their twos. Like they've got yeah. John Teskey back. Xavier Simpson has been fun, or you know, like Isaiah Livers. Um, and they just got Franz Wagner, the um, six time freshman, who's the little brother of Mo see, Wagner.
0: That was tripping me out watching because I'm like, wait, yeah. but wait, Mo he, went just, and the I bros? loved. Yes. I was a big Mo Mo Wagner stand, and Huge, so like to see. Yes, same. To see his brother uh, warmed my warmed my heart because yeah he's he's he was uh, I was like wait it just blew my mind though because I'm like wait he he's not there anymore but yeah that's gonna be super fun I'm really excited to see that um, like, Louisville this is the, I don't think oh I'm
1: so excited this is the number twenty five offense of Michigan against the number eight Louisville defense and then you've got the yeah. number two Louisville offense against the number twelve Michigan defense like.
0: This is, this they, is the, the game of this. Well, so yeah, I think this is the game of this event, honestly. Like, I don't think yeah. it was initially, but I think it is now. Absolutely. Um, there's some other really good and intriguing ones, but this is the one I'm, I'm looking for. Um, Same. And, and then, you know what? Low key, t- 9 o'clock on Tuesday, this is a really good one, too, and I don't yeah. think I would have thought that either. Florida State at Indiana. Um, Indiana snuck into my top 25 this week. And Florida State, I moved way up. They've looked really good. I know they lost to Pitt, but that was early. They've looked really good since. Picked up some really nice wins. Um, and Lenny, Leonard Hamilton tweeted that he realizes that he looks like Bunny Colvin from The Wire. So I attribute But all it's more it-
1: attractive. Like, Leonard yeah. Hamilton on Twitter is giving Leonard me Hamilton life. Flexed. He
0: flexed on, on He uh, did the 2009-2019 10-year
1: 2009, challenge thing. And, I mean, yes. he looks he better looks now identical. than he did that. Yeah, like and he's just like, "Look, I swear these pictures are real." And I'm like, "You're just flexing on all of us and if it was anyone else, I would think you're being an asshole."
0: But I love like, <laughs> I love Lenny. I love him so much. He's wonderful. <laughs> um this is a super interesting game for sure. It's on the road, so you got to give Indiana I think a little bit of an edge there, but Florida yeah. State's looked really good. Their defense has been great. Um you know, I I I love I love where they're at right now. Um for sure. And Indiana hasn't really beaten anybody, but they're still 7-0 and they've looked pretty good. Um, so there's that. But yeah, I, I think I'd probably give them a little edge here. But um, I mean, I'm really excited to see like what Florida State can do in the spot because um, I think they have potential. Oh, God. Yeah. Now ne- <laughs> the next nine o'clock. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> Rutgers at Pitt. Can Ooh. Pitt get a transitive win over Duke? That's the question because (laughs) Rutgers beat Stephen F. Austin. They did. Um, They did. And Stephen F. Austin beat Duke. So, can Jeff Capel get a transitive (laughs) win over his former team? That's really the only, that's literally the only thing. At least they evenly match these teams. I'll say that. Yeah.
1: The best win of uh, Rutgers' season so far, they are six and one. Their best win has been over number 184, Massachusetts. They Um, haven't
0: played anybody higher than 152.
1: No, and they lost that game. Yep. (laughs) To St. Bonaventure. So it's not,
0: it's, and they barely beat Bryant in the season opener. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, they're number 285 for those of you keeping it home, (laughs) keeping track. Um, I
0: I do think, I do think this is a big game for like Pitt to show that it's continued to progress. Yes. Um, Because, you know, they got some really nice wins this past week. Like, let's keep this moving forward, y'all. You know, like, let's keep this going in a positive direction. Um, Yeah. uh, that's really all that needs to be said about that game. The less said, the better. Uh, Duke at Michigan State, nine thirty. That caps off the Tuesday night. Um, I haven't been as hot. Yeah, this is a
1: game that was maybe more exciting, like a week. Yeah,
0: ago. I mean, I think you know Duke. Duke had to had a tough one again against Winthrop. Um, Winthrop also with a tiny point guard after my own heart, who was super fast. He was like a little <laughs> scat back, like just he. Like they Duke would score and he would just get the ball and like race down the court and like beat trade. I mean, it's not hard to, it's not easy to beat Trey Jones off the dribble and like he was doing it. And I was like, Whoa. Um, but yeah, like Duke had to play hard to win that game. They lose Cassius Stanley. I think that hurts them a lot because that's a playmaker for them offensively. And they don't have a ton of that right now. So, um, I don't love this for Duke at all as, as low as I've kind of been on Michigan state lately, like relative to where they're at. I mean, obviously I think they're still a really good team, but, um, you know, and Ken Palm still loves them, Um, but you know, I, I I'm, I'm, Ken Palm loves Michigan right. State, and yes, I like, and Not loves. that Ken Palm's listening to this, but yes, I know it's the the metrics and not. Um
1: And there's still a lot of preseason for stuff sure. And yes, when, and I think you know the, man, I don't know the again. Mike Young might be a wizard. Virginia Tech obviously went on to lose to a very talented Dayton team. And then also one thing lost to BYU. Am I getting my Maui right yeah. yeah, BYU? And neither of those were particularly close, which was the more surprising thing. So I don't know if they like spent all of the emotional and physical energy on beating Michigan state, which again, a great win for that program, especially, you know, like a lot of people coming into the season, myself included thought that this was go I mean, they were picked 14th in the conference. Like this, they thought this would be a team that would really struggle and, and haven't, but you know, so, I don't know what to quite make of this Michigan State team. Um I mean, obviously they're talented. They have the preseason player of the year in Cassius Winston. They're st- um, I think they're
0: still going to win. Um for me, I'm looking like I'm looking at this as like how close can do keep this and and you know, how well do they play? Yeah, I think they I think they yeah.
1: I was just, see as I was about to say the sentence of like yeah I think they actually you know crushed Duke then I was like it's going to be so Duke to have like Joey Baker go five for and five. he was great like that. in and that like,
0: I mean he's the reason they won that Winthrop game like he he is the reason that's
1: a sentence you did not nope. think you'd be saying about Duke this no, of the season. Uh, not right? at
0: all but I just don't think they have enough offensively yeah. um to 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 win this one especially without yeah. um Cassius Stanley um which.
1: Is he definitely out? Has there um, been updates? I haven't with-
0: seen an update lately, but they it, basically, he said he heard a pop, which is not good. Um, and Ugh, they think it's good. his hamstring, though. So um, I think he's supposed to get an MRI today. Oh Gosh, those things shouldn't make those. Yeah. Promises. So I, they're looking at I mean, he's definitely out for this game, I, I I would assume. So like I now, how long after that? I don't know. Kay was saying they hope by like right after Christmas would be ideal. But you still know yet. So um
1: I mean, this is, is going to be a stretch for them. You know, they've got Michigan State and then Friday, those uh, this, the second, or sorry, for them, it'll be their first ACC game. Um, they played, you know, at Virginia Tech. Like, this is not an easy not stretch for Duke, especially if you have an injury with a major player and are coming off of, you know, some potentially shaky nerves or pressure or whatever of losing to Stephen F. Austin and then, you know, struggling with Winthrop before winning by yeah. 13. So, like, this is feet to the fire, you're Going to figure out a lot about your team at this point, um, because like that's a big, big week coming up for Duke. I
0: think they need to run their offense through Vernon Carey. We'll see if they decide to go that route, because um, he's been playing really well, um, but yeah, um, so like let's move on to Wednesday then. Virginia at Purdue, another team Ken Palm really likes. Um, <laughs> this is
1: a game that I, this is what I love about the ACC Big Ten Challenge. When they design these things, they think like, oh, what was, you know, they look, for, they do look for good matchups, these marquee teams and stuff. And this is a game that was set up solely because of the way the Elite Eight went, right? We can for all sure. agree on this. <laughs> but I'm
0: still, yeah, I'm still super like interested to see it, for sure.
1: <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely be, it will be fun. Uh, well, that's a lie. It might not. This might be, if you don't like. Wait,
0: they still have a Harms on if their If you hand? think the Virginia How is How do they still boring, have a Harms? Yes, they, so they still oh have God. Harms.
1: He's been there for six years. It's great. I'm excited for him. He's art. He's like, the yeah, new he's super fun. Um, but it, it just, this is a game that will be extraordinarily different from the way that the game was played in the elite eight. So there might be a bunch of people that tune in like, Oh, that game was really good last year. Not knowing anything about either of these teams this year. And Ken Palm's predicting a 50, 48 game just for y'all at home listening. Like just, this is, this is the like, um, what's like viewer discretion is advised. Like, <laughs> just in case like this could be a rock fight this will be a rock fight virginia's offense virginia's gonna move up in the top five i don't know how i feel about that i think this is a team that has high potential the ceiling's very high braxton key is probably still out with his wrist injury he had wrist surgery so it's off off hand but he could be out anywhere from four to six weeks depending maybe eight um you know, and, and it's a team that has struggled with outside shooting um, right now, only making 25% of their threes. Um, so a lot is going to be asked of Diakite, of Jay Huff, which are fun players. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Kihei Clark has really stepped up. Um, and you're going to have a bunch of new faces. And then you look at the Purdue side. A lot of new faces. Um, yeah. Aaron Wheeler. A lot of new Wheeler. Aaron Wheeler's a big player. Yeah. Um, Trevion Williams, uh, Nojell Eastern. So these are guys that were on that team last year. Um, but this is not the Ty Jerome and Kyle guy out shooting like or going head-to-head with Carson Edwards who could yeah. not miss. So <laughs> It'll be fun. I think it'll be... I just said you're going to learn a lot about Duke this week. You're going to learn a lot about Virginia this week because they've got this game on the road um, and then host North yeah. Carolina um, on Sunday. So this is going to be another kind of you know who are you and this defense which legitimately I feel like I say this every year but this legitimately could be the best defense Tony Bennett has had um which is saying something uh they're currently sitting at 78.9 on the defensive efficiency which is disgustingly low um but their offense is struggling more than than what you saw in like 2016 yeah. or 2017
0: um, We'll breeze through these next few um, just in the interest of time, especially because Nebraska at Georgia Tech, just it's a no for me. I'm not. No, no, <laughs> it's gonna be no, a no, no, thank you. Um, it, yeah. Uh, Notre Dame at Maryland. Um, in Notre Dame's, Yeah, That's it could be, be Notre one. Dame six and one only lost North Carolina. Um, Maryland will go up way up in the rankings too, I think. Um, so that it'll yeah. be interesting.
1: Maryland's had some slow yep. starts. So, if, if Notre Dame can keep them limited, um, Maryland has had some struggles. Cowan and uh, Morsell, I think they have a Morsell. I get him confused when people say that. I think I'm forgetting to watch Virginia with Casey Morsell. Um, but that that's a fun one. That's going to be a good one watch.
0: Uh Wake at Penn State. Um, I mean, no one trusts Wake to do anything good. They did push Arizona um, the other night. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, no. Ugh and uh, Wisconsin at NC state. Th- this game intrigues me only because Brad Davison uh, returns to Raleigh and yes. he, he went exactly. viral last year for the NC state performance. And I use that word accurately, I think in this instance, yeah, performance they are uh, flopping right. over and over again. Um, And I'm
1: he's, he's taken charges, oh Lauren. He's I promise charges. you that
0: NC state <laughs> fans have not forgotten about that. Like, and they're, they're excited no. to get him back and, in there and get, uh, I will
1: throw this out. I think NC State might have the most hostile. No, they do.
0: They're very angry. Um, like yeah, they're 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 an angry group. Um, they've yeah.
1: Brad, this is a ready. big one for them,
0: I feel like, because, you know, they took a loss, they shouldn't have to Georgia Tech to open the year without without Mark Hell Johnson um in the lineup. They lose to Memphis after getting down big, but Memphis is really talented and really good. Wisconsin is a team that they should beat at home, you know, if they're gonna be the team that I think we all kind of think that they could be this year. Uh, I think on paper they're better than last year, um, NC State. So
1: yeah. yeah, you need to get this one, guys. This is a learn something game for me too. Yeah, like, I want to sure. watch this game and, and figure out where these two teams are. Because um, I, I don't think I've been able to tell yet in the early season. They've confused the hell out of me. So,
0: And then we get to Ohio State at UNC. Um, Ohio State's been playing really, really well. Yeah. Um, just great. And and I actually moved them uh, to number two in my rankings this week. I've been high on them since the start of the- I know they haven't really beaten anybody, but they crushed Villanova. Like, they just yeah. absolutely dominated them. Um, and, and I think... You know, I'm really intrigued to see how they look. Um, Carolina last week. Uh, you know, they look ugly in the loss to Michigan, but Michigan will do that to people, as we saw. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, I was as, as eyebrow-raising as that game was. The next game was was equally imp- I mean, that was their most impressive win uh, to me. Like yeah. the, just I, at Oregon, I've been really high on all year, and Oregon's for them, a great team. And then with Cole Anthony picking up his fourth foul with like 10 minutes to go, and for them to put in KJ Smith and still, you know, not only keep the lead but grow it. You know, with 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 Anthony on the bench, that was a big question mark for me. And for them to do that against a team like that um, was a good sign. It's at Carolina, so I think that gives them, you know, it gives them a little bit of an edge for sure. But Ohio State's really really good, and so I'm just I'm 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 going to be at this game. I'm I'm super excited to watch it and just kind of see where Carolina's at because you know getting Brandon Robinson back helped a lot with their three point shooting, and they're still rebounding like crazy. Armando, Armando Baycott has looked really really good uh, as a big guy. Um, Who's your them.
1: who's your second threat for Carolina? So obviously Cole Anthony's the one that everyone's gonna key in on. So like in yeah. a big game or if Cole gets if Cole goes cold, LOL, not gonna happen. But <laughs> if Cole's struggling, who Who's the second guy for Carolina?
0: I think that they need this team to go inside out, and it's like a vintage Roy Williams team in that regard because they haven't had back-to-the-basket big guys in a while, but Baycott yeah. can be that guy. Garrison Brooks, I think, has gotten so much better and is so good defensively. Yeah. Uh, I know I know, you'll appreciate screen hedging as much as the next yeah. person, but he's really good at that. <laughs> he's a really good positional defender down low, um, you know, he was able to give some guys that you know on paper are way better than him fits last year uh, because he's really good at that and so I think if you can go inside out with those guys uh, that's your second guy I don't Brandon Robinson is a really nice complimentary piece but I don't know that he's your number two yeah Um, and they just need everybody else to play I would have gone
1: play tech no oh (laughs) (laughs) I love me some play tech yeah
0: you're gonna get ignite your own mentions with Carolina fans that do I love
1: him I legit love him or is that gonna get me in more trouble (laughs)
0: look he's he's fine he's he's a (laughs) rotation Player that I think he knows who he is, and and that's all you can ask for. Like he doesn't, you know. What are they? What else they gonna do? They don't have a deep bench right now. Like Roy hates this, but they don't. They don't. So yeah, I'm super intrigued for that one, and I don't really care what the final score is in this uh, event because I don't ever remember what it is anyway. So, (laughs) Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna get you out of here because we've gone way long, and um, our producer's gonna kill us. So, um, (laughs) all right. Um, Until later this. Week we'll do something else and maybe wrap up ACC Big Ten and um, until then I'll see y'all later.